Welcome to the Sacred Birth Podcast, where we believe in the power of women coming together and sharing their stories, knowledge, and wisdom. I am Amy, mother and birth mentor, and I will not only be sharing my own knowledge and wisdom with you, but I'll also be inviting wise women into this sacred space to share their own stories of conception, pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. So sit back, grab that herbal tea you've been brewing, and enjoy. Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode. I have the beautiful Eilish here, who I have known for a little while now, and I'm sewing. So I've heard a little bit of your story, not all. So I'm super excited to sit down and, yeah, just go through all the little beautiful details. And you've got your little baby next to you. I do share the name before I say it. I always, I never want to jump in and say, "Oh my God, this is baby." Oh, name. So <laughs> introduce yourself. Quinn with me today. Yeah, she's five months old. So wow, that's gone so right. so quick. So quick. Um, and did you do you want to introduce yourself and maybe just share, um, share where you're from? who is in your family and just, yeah, just a little bit about yourself, whatever you feel called to share. Sure. So I am a mum. I think I'll say that first because it's the <laughs> most dominant part of who I am at the moment because I have my beautiful five-month-old Quinn and my two-and-a-half-year-old Wyatt. Um, we live on the South Coast. We grew up I grew up further down south, which is where I met my husband, Nathan. Um, I'm a nurse. I studied nursing at uni. I worked as a nurse, I mean, straight out of uni. So that's like six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm on mat leave and I love it. <laughs> I, love I love being a mom. It is definitely it's one of my favorite things my life calling being a mum yeah yeah and I can see the news so much I mean people won't be able to see on the podcast while they're listening but you're in this beautiful dress you've got this beautiful (laughs) flowy hair (laughs) we were just talking about your hair beautiful stunning hair got the jewelry on you look just yeah absolutely um stunning even if you're a little sleep deprived yeah with the the bags to go to go with it well you can't see them so (laughs) Uh, um I I'm so excited to share your birth story um with everyone listening but maybe um maybe start with what led you because you home birthed Quinn yeah uh, maybe start there what led you to deciding on birthing at home um and if you want to call on or if you want to explore your first birth experience um yeah share however that fits in as well um go there first or in between or however you feel called to yeah well I definitely think that I have to talk about my first birth experience if we're talking about why I chose home birth because it definitely was like a precursor and an influencer to why I um felt called to look into home birth in the first place so obviously had um my first birth with my son two and a half years ago um, through the public hospital system. Um, And I think if I just concentrate on how I left feeling that 
left feeling that after that birth um it took a lot of time for me to process like how I felt and what happened like it all um it kind of all felt like it's such a blur like so disconnected between what happened um with like my birth story um which is weird because I was I was in it I was living it and I just had to like piece it together um and when I reflected on it I had two very pole opposite feelings from how I felt when I was birthing at home um to how I felt when I went to the hospital and continued birthing there um and I'm I don't want to maybe go into it too much like dwell on it too much but it definitely turned into um maybe a high higher intervention birth um because I mean I think it's quite well known now like once you go into hospital you're kind of put on a clock (laughs) a timer that's not your that's not your own um that's not um yeah just letting things play out so they definitely um wanted to intervene and help um get why it delivered (laughs) all these medical um terms um and yeah and then just when I reflected on it like even months and months after the birth I just felt so different um when I was birthing at home and that's truly where I felt so comfortable and I felt like my birth um was just happening at how it should and progressing how it should when I was at home and then um even from the car ride into the hospital is really where things started unraveling um for me and even um I mean birth is such a the mental game um even that ride into hospital really is like what started to throw me and send me into that kind of like fear um yeah with Wyatt yeah so yeah so then I think I just kept reflecting on Wyatt's birth and feeling like there just could have been so much more and I don't like I mean I think anyone that experiences pregnancy you feel the magic and you feel the empowerment that comes with being pregnant and growing this human inside of you and just I mean you can't feel that power and not feel like you can give birth to it I I don't know I just felt like I just felt like there was so much more and something else for my for my story that was like didn't unfold in that birth for some reason yeah 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 um so that's I mean before we even conceived Quinn I really felt called to learn more about home birth and talk more about it and I think that's when we first met Amy somehow (laughs) I ended up being drawn to your page and just this different way of viewing um viewing birth and thinking about it and the way you yeah the way you view think think about how you can give birth and what you're capable of and um, I mean what's needed yeah. when you give birth um yeah yeah and how a woman should feel right and going going yeah. back to um what you were saying about getting in the that just stood out to me like what you were sharing about getting in the car and mm. going <clears throat> to the hospital right like if you, you know, if you think, and so many women will be able to relate to this, 
if you're at home, your whole body, your like your energy, your baby birth is like, yeah, we're in the right spot. We're safe. The smells are familiar. Um, and like, let me know if this was for you, like, you know, your experience as well. Cause I know it was for me is like, yeah. you felt so safe. And then all of this, like all of a sudden you're getting into the car and you're going to this foreign place that normally you only go to when you're like, have an injury or you're visiting someone who's sick or something like that. Um, and your body kind of like retracts, right? Like it's like, yeah. I remember that very feeling. And um, yeah, as soon as you said that, I was just like, yeah, so many women will be able to relate to that moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and I think um, obviously I'm a nurse as well and I'm a bit of a, well, I was a bit of like an over-information, a hyper-information junkie. Like I wanted to know about every stage of labour, um, what's happening when, when should things be happening. and yeah. um, Which is what we're kind of told we need, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what all the birth courses are um, aimed at, like most, you know, most yeah. of them. Um, they like want to want you to know the different stages of labor and what's happening when. And I think um like also I like I work in the emergency department, so I'm very um like what could go wrong and absolutely what happen if this went wrong. And um I think so also that that going into the hospital shifted my mentality to like um okay this is like this needs to happen this needs to happen this needs to happen like this is the stage we're at and blah blah blah. and that's because also that's the way the health professionals are thinking too like I wasn't allowed into the birth suites until they could see how um dilated I am they wanted to know what stage of labor I was up to before I was even allowed into the birthing space like um which is something so so insane like I was definitely a birthing woman um but I'm not allowed into the space you want me to like so that straight away your your ownership and you feeling comfortable is taken away if there's like this gatekeeper that won't let you in unless you're meeting certain criteria um so I mean that is just makes you feel a bit devalued straight away like it takes away that trust um an instinct that you feel I think that that takes it away from you because they they um I mean especially if you're someone that's sensitive to external validation which um I think that like that's obviously something that we worked a lot um with me Amy with during your course was trusting your own intuition and not needing other people like um to validate you um So, I mean, when you go through the hospital system and they have to um, do that instead of just you being able to trust your own instincts that you're going to be ready to birth this baby soon, that's why you've come to the hospital, um, is like, yeah, it definitely has an effect and an impact on your um, mentality like your and your emotions um, during the birth, which in turn like makes you you instinctually, like you said, like you, you just, even if you're not consciously aware of it, your body definitely starts to feel unsafe. Um, and, and that obviously impacts how your birth. Yeah. Absolutely. Out, doesn't it? So yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So it was like a gradual kind of, how would you explain it? Would you explain like the decision was like an instant, like, yes, this is what I'm doing. Or was it like a, as in home birth or was it like a gradual, like unlearning, relearning, exploring kind of thing? Yeah, I think there was a bit of like a, there was this spark inside me that was drawn to it and probably deep down was like, this is what I want to do. But there was a roaring fire that I was like, I am having a home birth and I just, whatever came next from that person didn't matter to me. Like, yeah, I love that. I was so confident in that decision. Mm, That's so good. And I mean, when you're making like when you're about to step over that threshold, like we've spoken about this, it's like the old way, like tries to pull you back so much. And then, but that's a test, right? It's like, okay, if you really want this, you're going to have to like step past this, you know, this uncomfortable kind of line. And once you do, it's like a whole, you know, so much opens up for you. It's just, yeah, it's. um, And I mean, Obviously, you want people in your corner that are going to support you and what you want to do, but you really, I think I learned that I just, I need to be confident in my own decision. Um, And then I, like, obviously I want people, you want people that are going to back you up, but but the most important thing is to just be confident in in your own why you're making that decision for yourself. And your baby, if that makes sense. Which I think, um, obviously, I know that that took um, that took time for me. That that this wasn't a thing that came easily to me. Because um, there's a lot of yeah, there's like a lot of fear um, that is put into you, like from external sources, if that makes sense, like social media and and things like that about how birth should happen and what you should be doing and um I mean yeah absolutely I think that comes I I guess we're going to talk about a bit about how I prepared differently for for Quinn's birth and that came into it um big time big time the social media and a lot of external information yeah yeah that can be unhelpful at times I think for your own Okay. connecting to yourself yeah absolutely um <laughs> how yeah even just like going into what you just said um how different was it like what the contrast between in the way you prepared for both yeah. pregnancies like yeah. what you know what did you do um what did you do in your first pregnancy did you do a birth education program I did so yeah so for why yeah. so for my birth preparation for Wyatt, I could not get enough information. I could mm-hmm. not read enough things. I could yeah. not um, watch enough videos, enough um, talk about social media, like these five positions for an easy labour to help your baby to come out, to get your baby in the right position, to, um, you know, you name it, it's out there. And I probably watched it. <laughs> Um, we did a, obviously my husband and I, we did a hypnobirthing course um, and, yeah, I just was like over-information mm-hmm. consumer. I, yeah, could not get enough information. I think I was thinking about it so um, 
medically, like I was really um, putting on my nursing hat (laughs) to know everything. I wanted to know all the measurements of the baby, like, you know, wanted to know everything, everything about it. I couldn't get enough information. Um. And then we, what did that look like in, you know, as opposed to? I know, because I think I thought that the more I knew, the less anxious I would feel. Um, uh, but it's the other way around, isn't it? It kind of, it kind of is. You yeah. think you're, you think you're empowering. I think, I thought, no, you know, like knowledge is power and you definitely like, I mean, if that makes you feel comfortable, then, but I think I thought it would make me feel comfortable and sometimes it did, but sometimes it can be anxiety in Producing, um, because you, it's all it becomes all consuming. Like once the algorithm learns that you're pregnant, you just yeah. head with um, birthing videos, just everything, everything to do with birthing. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's just constant, constant, um, constant information that makes you feel like you need something else or you need to know something else to be able to give birth like it makes you think you need to know these positions it makes you think you need to know you know you need to do this so you're like well what else do I know that I need to be doing um if that makes sense yeah it does 100% yeah yeah with Quinn's birth Mm. (laughs) well Quinn's birth preparation it was it couldn't be more night and day um I I didn't need, I didn't want to know. I didn't want to be, um, I, I actually like really unplugged from my social media. Um, I, I, I mean, it's very difficult because we're all addicted to it, but I, I, I didn't want to be on it. I logged out of everything. Um, I obviously did your energetic birth preparation. Yeah. Um, which opened up so many different avenues for me in terms of birth preparation. Like my birth preparation for Quinn looked like um, grounding every day. My non-negotiable was going outside and with my toddler. Um, I mean, I don't want people to think I, I, I don't have enjoyable pregnancies. That's just how it is. I don't think it's any less magical and I, and I am super grateful for my pregnancies, but I suffer with very severe vomiting and nausea <laughs> and they're not super enjoyable like parts of it. So a non-negotiable I made for me was to go outside every day with my feet on the ground, like bare feet on the ground and soak up the sun and I would do deep breaths while my toddler was running like mayhem around me and just be, and I would just mm practice being grateful because sometimes it's when you're feeling unwell it's hard to hard to um focus on positive things you know like when you're not feeling well you get trapped in this negative I just really worked on my mindset like I just wanted to be grateful for this pregnancy I wanted to be grateful for um my body being able to do it even though I was not feeling well like my body being able to be so magical and grow what I think is a perfect little human (laughs) so it looked like that it looked like um connecting with my toddler Mm -hmm. connecting with my husband so we felt connected ready to go into this birth together because like he's my one of my biggest supports I wanted him to be 
energetically where I was, like not, um, I mean, he's coming into my birth space. I wanted him to feel calm and positive and um, confident and excited to meet our baby. Um, I obviously was having a home birth, so I we had a private midwife who was amazing mm-hmm. and I loved seeing her. Um, I mean, I loved when she came to our house. It didn't feel like this super she came to our house so she would just come and have a cup of tea and yeah chat. I remember you saying this actually yes, yes. um we would just chat about things that maybe weren't even related to birth or mm-hmm. I would just talk to her about my toddler troubles for that week like yeah. whatever <laughs> she was looking after me she mm-hmm. wasn't looking after I mean a pregnant birth woman yeah. that's going to be it's waiting to give birth if that makes sense and they're two very different things and I think until you experience the other one yeah yeah, you don't you don't realize how different that could that could feel um to have someone that's looking after you yeah if that makes sense yeah so yeah and just doing lots of little things that made me feel connected to myself I think um like through your course we practiced, I, um, through that over information consumption became disconnected with my own intuition and not feeling powerful to make my own decisions or confident in my own intuition. And I think, you know, Amy, we, we worked a lot on that and a lot on like, I feel this way and that is enough. Um, yeah. like, what what I feel is enough to make a decision instead of me having to, I mean, to even have to tell someone that I was having a home birth in the start, I had to back it up with all this information about why yeah. a home birth is safe. Um, and, then, and, then, and then, like I said, towards the end, I was just said, I'm having a home birth. And, that, and I didn't even, I didn't feel the need to have to explain myself because I was confident in my own decision in my own feelings like yeah yeah Mm. just so such a different energy and like just trusting my own intuition I never felt like this baby you know like towards the end when the last weeks feel like years yeah yeah (laughs) and lots of women start doubting them like I never felt like that I never felt like labor wasn't you know my baby wasn't going to be born at the perfect time I actually knew that queen was going to be this beautiful blue full moon baby from the start didn't I oh I just got goosebumps yes the difference in trusting your intuition I I said to my mom months and months before she was born there's this blue full moon at the end of August wouldn't it be cool Mm. if um this baby was born then yeah (laughs) she's has something to say about it oh I'm excited to get and to my mum said and my mum said that is so far away from your due date I yes, don't I remember if that will if that will happen and I said well you know what what's the moment what's the sweet spot where you would like to start how did you know that things were kind of happening and you know you were entering the birth portal and labor was kind of starting um I think I intuitively felt like I was starting to enter the birth portal days before I started active labour. Yeah. Um, and it's not, I 
I energetically felt it, I think, because I wasn't really even having yeah like or anything I just which which was probably confusing for me because I was like I felt like I was going into labor but then nothing was happening so I was like I know I just know that something is happening something is happening like I I think I could feel it I could feel that something was happening and um and and this the way I don't know, the way the mainstream or the way like birth education kind of teaches you um, and what you kind of learn is like, um, and also what you're kind of, you know, told when you do connect with health professionals is that if nothing kind of physically is going on, Mm -hmm. then you're not like, no, 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 there's no way you're near, you know, giving birth. And I mean, you're just so, everything that you've shared before this moment is like you can piece it all together and it's like it's been an unfolding for you, like leading yeah. up to this very moment because how beautiful to say like I just knew, like I knew yeah. that this so was I happening. Think, actually, I know a good spot to start. I think at the start of that week I felt super called to, well, I mean like I have a clingy toddler anyway, but I think they know too, they sent something too. And I just felt we just needed grounding and we needed to do something that was connected um, together. And I just felt called we always go to the rock falls down near where we live. Um, And we just went there one day and it was so beautiful. We just like sat in the sun, the sun is on my belly. We did our beautiful grounding. He's like having the time of his life doing whatever mess he's getting himself into. And on the way home, we saw the I saw these two kookaburras sitting yes. on um the whatever what do you call it electrical post thing. Um, and I mean before everyone yeah, has been more energetically awakened, then yeah. I may have not noticed that before. But um, I think we'd had a session maybe before then and done some work about um my like energetic birth team and yeah uh, like calling calling them in yeah yeah and like your unseen support team right yeah, yeah. and um kookaburras has just always really represented something special in our family and something like so much bigger than than our ourselves mm-hmm. um and yeah, just in that moment, I just saw these kookaburras like so randomly, and they were just sitting there perfectly, not moving, like just you know, you're like you're looking right at me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, just knew like that, like I'm going to be entering the birth birth portal, and just like I just needed to let let go because I mean. I think because of all the external noise and stuff, you st- like you still do have trouble, like not, um, I mean, tuning that out and just trusting, just trusting fully that I, I think that message, I could rest, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the message you sent me was like, um, yeah, that in that moment you just felt like, okay, this is it, like this is my moment to kind of surrender and to trust. It was those Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. So yeah, and then I ended up going into labor a few days, <laughs> a few days later. Um, so how many, like roughly, how many, um, like weeks were you when you 
when that happened? I was like 41, I think. Mm. Yeah. Something around then. I don't remember exactly. Um, But I was definitely over my due date by like a week and a bit maybe. Mm. More than with my first son, which this is more mental games that, you know, noise plays with you. Like everyone tells you your second baby comes sooner Mm-hmm. Then the first one and then it doesn't and then you know you start doubting yourself you start doubting why your baby not come sooner and all this stuff so yeah I think that that um when I had messaged you about the cookbooks I was like this is just my sign to surrender and stop um you know just trust that everything is happening just how it should and yeah and it and it did <laughs> so I think um yeah because I mean even I booked appointments that week like for my son and and I didn't know if I was going to be taking a baby to them or, or not um but I was like we'll we'll just see we'll see what happens and yeah and then I think I started getting some Braxton Hicks later like a few days later after I after that yeah Okay. Well, take us on, take us on the journey. Take us, <laughs> take us to the <laughs> set the scene. Take us to that moment or moments. Um, well, I mean, when you're a mum, your body knows that you've got things to do. Yes. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, and and I mean, I've read something beautiful before about labour and about why um, contractions and stuff is so intense and it's because as mums we we literally wouldn't stop to give birth unless our body told us we have to um that's why it's so intense to make you actually stop and like be present and and let's do this yeah (laughs) yeah to be able to bring your to be able to birth your baby but um so it was after all why I had gone to bed and everything everyone was asleep um I started to get um contractions that were um I mean strong enough that I couldn't sleep and I just I mean I just did whatever I I felt like this so is what time what time would this have been <laughs> this is like at like 9 or 10 p.m at night okay so did you go to bed or no I had like gone to lie down in bed but then I I couldn't like yeah. re- I couldn't go to sleep um so <laughs> We're talking about you. I was going to say she knows. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that yeah, 9 or 10 p.m. And I just, I mean, I didn't time any contractions. I didn't, none of that. I didn't message my midwife, nothing, like, because um, I also had a really long labour with Wyatt and I was just, I was just not expecting anything. I was just like, this could go on forever. This could, whatever. We'll just see what my body feels um, comfortable doing and and let it, and and let it. So I was trying to just um, surrender to what was happening, to what felt comfortable to do. Um, I mean, in terms, like physically, I just was just did whatever position I felt like as the, yeah. as the night um, progressed, like I, I felt like going for a shower and. Um, was your partner awake or he was asleep? He was asleep. I didn't feel yeah. the need to wake him up. I mean, he woke up and I told him 
I, I can't sleep. And I said, you know, he was like, do you want me to get up? And we obviously, I rang my mum and stuff in the morning because she had to come and watch our toddler <laughs> so that I could give birth. Because um, I think we knew like that. We knew that the baby was coming. We knew that queen was coming. Um, <laughs> she's looking at me. And then, yeah, and then my labour started to progress throughout the day. I think um, it started becoming quite intense um, around lunchtime. Um, so that's when we called um, my midwife and she came in and just saw how I was feeling and if I wanted anything and whatever. So this was about lunchtime? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she. So you had been awake all night? All night. Lunchtime. all day yeah no no sleep so I think that was the hardest that definitely yeah. part, like very tiring I mean yeah um super tiring I was definitely getting really tired but super calmly like she was really calm mm-hmm. my husband is always really quite calm so we're like the yin and yang follow-ups yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and then I think, yeah, after lunch, like probably about 1 o'clock, it really started to become more intense um, and that's when my my midwife called the second midwife because they, they have two when you when you give birth. Yeah, she called the second midwife and she let Nathan know. She let me know as well, but, I mean, I think the sleep deprivation and how intense it become, I started to struggle a bit <laughs> and... Um, I started to feel quite uncomfortable and I think this is where like the your mindset and your mentality comes into it um I was going to say like what what was coming up in those moments like was there something asked of you to move through or do or definitely definitely and I think I mean I talked about this with you after I gave birth Amy I um because prior to giving birth with Quinn, I definitely had some fears that had come up from for me from Wyatt's birth um, because they had told me that his head got stuck mm-hmm. um, and that's why they needed to, I had an instrumental birth with Wyatt. So um, I had these fears around obviously, um, you know, this narrative that his head got stuck and um, I think that um, I'd work through them the best I can, but I think when you're when you're in birth, it really asks mm. um, a lot of you. And um, I think that I was pushed to really face that um, that fear, and it all come up for me again during that birth. And I felt like I was convinced started to started to convince myself that Quinn's head was stuck and then there was this like internal um war between no I trust my body I know that I can do this I wouldn't be having this home birth if I didn't fully trust my like I need to fully trust my body and then there's this little voice that's like no you think that the head's stuck like what and which narrative are you going to buy in, whether I was transitioning, whatever people call it, I was being pushed to yeah. what I was capable of mentally, physically, everything, because I started to, I definitely doubted myself. I don't, I also think that there, like this plays into it as well. I think that we're just so overexposed 
to these birth stories that look so beautiful and peaceful and calm and even the home birth ones. I don't want people to listen to this podcast and think that I had a beautiful, easy, magical water home birth where the baby just came. I was so... Yeah, you know, I'm so um there's no bodily fluid anywhere. I, I didn't just, want them to yeah. do that. I was like so confident the whole time it was not some test like birth. I think I I saw something beautiful like by I I don't remember, but um on like birth when you, you go through it as a as a the birthing mother, you you like experience a, a death and a rebirth. Like you cannot come out of any birth the same person you went into it so that doesn't happen through just beautiful like I mean just this like there is something to be learned about yourself in every birth even if you do have one of those beautiful magical births that they portray like but not every birth is like that I'm sure there's plenty of women that are left feeling like they didn't birth the way they should have because it didn't look like the Instagram reel if that makes sense and that definitely weighed on me after because I was like I had a home birth but I struggled during the home birth like did I do did my body do the right thing and and I obviously had to work I feel like I'm jumping back and forth but no no it makes sense I had to work through I had to work through that to be able to truly yeah trust that my body could do it so anyway so I obviously got stuck at this point where I um I started to yeah like doubt myself and and doubt if I could birth Quinn um and I mean I had such a good birth support team they were like you know of course you can and and they could tell you that but I mean it does that yeah you it's it's up to you definitely in the end and um and they were just trying to help me get more comfortable in physically. Like I think that 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 they can try to do that if, if you are open to it. And I kind of started to do that as well. I started to go back to searching for that external validation and and help. And and maybe that's what I needed at the time, obviously. Like I don't um now I look back at it, I just think that everything, you know, happens for a reason and and there's like a learning from every birth. But obviously at the time I I needed I needed support there. Um, so anyway, they were just helping me, helping me try and like physically get more comfortable and whatever. And um, the midwife said, "Do you want me to?" I hadn't had, I hadn't had any checks. I hadn't had like nothing the whole time. Um, but she said, "Do you um, do you want me to see if like your bladder is full or something?" If you, because I think. I was telling them that the baby's head is stuck and they were saying, why do you think, you know, my midwife was really trying to help me work through that. She said, well, why do you think the head is stuck? Like if you feel, you know, you you feel like the head is there, then the head is, why do you feel like that? And I said, I I couldn't give her an answer because I, I was just playing off the fear that what they told me why, why its head was stuck. Um, so I think she was really trying to help me work through that as best she could. Um because yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she ended up. Um, they were just trying to see if I had a full bladder or whatever, and she said that I had a bit of a cervical lip, and she could try and move it out of the way. She said I never have done this at any of my home births before because I don't like to intervene. But if you, 
it's making you like I was getting a bit distressed and and I was having trouble like calming myself down. I was really trying to calm myself down. Um, she she goes, it's completely up to you. And um, I made the decision at the time to, get to for her to do that. Um, and as soon as she did that, then I I don't know. I flipped back to so instinctually, um, yeah. Like it was like this flip, like night and day, because all of a sudden I just like pushed everyone out of the way and stood up on the side of my bed, and then within like three pushes, Quinn was born into my arms, um, and yeah, like straight into my arms. And the first thing I said was, and then was like, I knew it was you because it was a girl. It was our beautiful blue full moon, and I just I knew I knew it was her all along. So goosebumps. <laughs> it what it's it feels like it felt after my birth weird because um because I had that struggle, but I think that I had to have that struggle to be able to birth her. I I couldn't have not moved through that. And I really had to be faced with that. And that's how like that's obviously how big it was still inside me that that fear of the story that I had with Wyatt um you so were asked to it. Yeah. had to go through that and it wasn't easy like by any means um but I I think there was obviously a pinch point where I was like can I birth like can I trust myself to birth this baby and and, and then and then I did I, I pushed I moved through it <laughs> and then she was born so yeah and I don't want to take away from the story but that (laughs) moment and like that what you received from that moment like how has that um you know because obviously that has asked you to take whatever you know whatever you took from those that moment and that unfolding and that like crossing the threshold and however however you want to say it you've had to take that into your, like, how has that changed how you mother and how you like move through, you know, move through this world as a woman, as a mother, as a, yeah. you know? I think just, it gave me, it gave me a bigger trust in just like that surrender that we talk, like that we talk about, like just surrendering to trust that, um, Things are going to happen, like happen how they exactly how they should. Like Quinn's birth played out exactly how it should, and I needed that obviously as a learning. Like I just think you, there's something to take away from every every birth story. Like every there's a learning in there um, from every birth. Like yeah, I just um. So I just, I guess, am more trusting of, of, I don't know, how things should play out of my own, like my own intuition, um, which obviously was a lot of the preparation up to the birth. And then, yeah, the birth obviously just asked the most of me there, which, um, yeah. 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 So you've got her in your arms, you're standing up. Um, I had, I had sat down, I was facing backwards. So I had to turn around, turn around and sit down. Were you in the birth? 
yeah and then time just stands still for a bit doesn't it at that point in that beautiful um bubble and um obviously my birth team knew that 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 is what I wanted and that's that's um where we were and no one no one popped that bubble for us um until we were ready um yeah and then um I had a bit of a hemorrhage after my birth so um like my midwives needed to do a bit of like interventions for me giving me some um medication and stuff because I become quite symptomatically affected by that like I was almost about to faint and everything so (laughs) um so yeah that that happened and then Obviously, my toddler was in the next room, and he came. Yeah, in. I was just gonna say that he comes um, in. Yeah, yeah, he came in, but he was he was on the on his way to bed anyway. So he kind of um, quickly saw us, and then and then um, he went to bed because everything was kind of just still. Yeah. And it, I think it was nice because then I I got time with Quinn. Yeah, um, perfect timing before he before yeah. What time was she born? She was born at like 5.42, I think, yeah, in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And how was your, um, I mean, what a contrast in terms of, yeah, post um, the moments after birth from your first birth to this birth. Yeah. Um, what was your, po- like, like postpartum-wise, what's the contrast there? Like how different? was your postpartum to your first yeah super (laughs) um I mean super different obviously different because I had a toddler as well (laughs) but even I feel I definitely feel like although I had like a postpartum hemorrhage and everything I didn't go into my postpartum feeling so disconnected I think and so drained I think I didn't realize how drained I had felt um from Wyatt's birth and like I said the like having to piece it all together um I didn't feel like that with Quinn's like I definitely reflected on Quinn's and I definitely had things to move through over Quinn's but I felt present and connected to myself and to Quinn the whole time during that birth um Whereas, like, I think why it's felt so disconnected. Like, I I felt like I didn't even know what what happened and why things happened in Wyatt's birth. Um, so that that takes a lot to move through, and then you have obviously like I ha- you have fears and things around it where I didn't feel that with Quinn. So it changes how you can, yeah, how you can move through your recovery, like the energy you feel you have and. Obviously, I feel like having a home birth did something really special for my family, like to be able to be birthing in our birth queen in our home with Wyatt experience, like even Wyatt, like he's still quite little, but subconsciously he knows like Quinn was born here in the bedroom at home and and he he saw it, he he heard it. he heard her being like roared into this world yeah. and um yeah just yeah super different super and she 
is a beautiful reflection of that. She's like my, we call her all the time, our little angel baby, because my moon baby is like, she's just night and day to how I was as a baby. She's so calm and happy and yeah. A reflection of her birth, right? Yeah. Yeah. She really is. She really is. So yeah. I love that. What a be- yeah, what a beautiful story. It's um there's so many goosebump moments as well. And I know we've spoken about this so many times, but mm-hmm. yeah, you just I don't know, storytelling like that and sharing, you know, birthing wisdom um is just the ripple, the ripple effect of that, like you were sharing around, you know, the ripple effect through your family. It goes far beyond that and sharing stories um, of your experience is just, yeah, it'll ripple through so many women, so many families. And, yeah, if, I mean, if there was, if there was one, there's so much wisdom in this episode, but if there was. I think I mentioned before, but I think I th- when you experience, when you experience pregnancy and you feel that. I don't think you can go through it without feeling that even if you have a terrible, terrible, like a a not enjoyable pregnancy, you feel that magic and that empowerment and when you are growing a human inside you, that just that magic that you feel, like birth can feel like that too and you can can reflect on your birth and and feel that um, empowerment and that, and that magic around it I think that that's what I would want them to know that if they if they've not felt that it is possible and like yeah and yeah that it doesn't have to be like so many women sometimes like and especially first-time mums right they move through pregnancy and it's such a beautiful celebration and you know um their body's changing, they're celebrating their body, they're doing baby showers, they're getting together, they're pampering themselves before birth. And it's and then sometimes they get to birth and they have a really um I don't want to say traumatic, but like they have a birth that maybe is not very nice or they come away feeling disconnected or, you know, fearful of birth and um it it's not that's not the truth. And I think yeah yeah that your story is proof of that and I know exactly what you're saying that you can take that feeling or that knowing it's like a knowing right yeah yeah that knowing through pregnancy yeah and that beautiful honoring and that feeling of I'm growing a baby like how amazing is that that can be birth as well I don't think so not that I can think of I love how you shared um you know like what you move through in birth is um, or what you're being asked to move through, what you're being asked to overcome, like that is the medicine that you are being asked to take, like to take with you along yeah. this journey of, you know, becoming a mother, even if it's for the second, third, fourth time. Yeah, definitely. I think that it doesn't matter how many times you give birth. I think that even if I, even if I was to experience birth again, there would be another, another learning, like another teaching in that birth. Um, and because I mean, now my own belief, like I just, I believe you're re, like reborn. Like people forget that it, 
like yes your baby is being born but you like you are being born as well as a mother um even if it's for the second or third or like however many times you definitely it's like a rebirth and um the empowerment and like the yeah the knowing that comes with that is um is huge yeah priceless right yeah how has this um and you there's so many points where you've probably covered this but how has this birth experience changed you because I know Uh and you've touched (laughs) on so many different things but what like how has it changed you I think yeah like we touched on um just being more confident in my own um my own knowing and my own decisions and um like I I feel like I can make decisions for myself and my family without needing to back it up with (laughs) a million things like because it doesn't because maybe something doesn't feel right to me that is enough now like I don't need any to have to justify it um any more than that even if it is against what other people might think even you know people close to you um I mean still after my birth I've as people in my family may have found out like my extended family um that I've had a home birth like I've had oh you've had a home birth that was daring (laughs) and I said oh Yeah. yeah okay you know it was um but I just, yeah, I feel confident in my own knowing in in the decisions I can make as a, as a mum and that's enough for me now. Yeah. Whereas after Wyatt, um, you know, very different. So many late night Googling and <laughs> external validations. I mean, I'm not saying that, it, like, not at all, but I'm saying, like, that's very different, very yeah, so much more yeah. confident and I just trust my gut so much more. Like if I feel something is not right, um, I don't talk myself out of it, whereas I probably would have before. I mean, like, no, like, every, you know, it's fine or um, whatever. If I feel like something's not right for us, then I, like, listen to that. Yeah. And that's what... Yeah, it's what we wish for every woman and for yeah, every- which is obviously that was my yeah, like my learning, my teaching um, through Quinn's birth. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, I want that for every woman, and um, and it's what- possible. It's possible yeah. for every woman. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. You so much. Um, yeah, I knew. I knew that. I knew that was the answer because you shared bits and pieces through the whole story. Yeah. But I feel like it's just, it's such an important message. And I feel like sometimes um, it feels out of reach for some women. And yeah. to know and to this be a beautiful reminder that it's absolutely not. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, as we said, like, yeah, like birth is just the beginning and you are being like born as a as a mother and as you continue through motherhood (laughs) you get still a face with decisions that come with yeah judgment and everyone's opinions and 
yeah, being this time not having to question everything I do for Quinn, whereas with something with Wyatt, if I felt like it was the right decision for me, but maybe not what other people were telling me would would really make me question what I was doing or why I was doing it or and I would need something to back it up or you know some external validation but yeah um, and how good does that feel (laughs) it's so it's very freeing to be able to just yeah trust that you know what's best for your baby and you and you do like when you're pregnant and then you do when you're giving birth and then you do after it Mm. yeah thank you (laughs) right on time she's like okay mum you're over you're you're finished (laughs) So if people, um, are you sh- do you want me to share your social media? No? Watch this space, guys, if anything changes. <laughs> I'll put it in the, um, the info below the podcast episode <laughs> because something is coming. I can feel it. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm so always much. happy to chat. If you need to chat to me, you can reach yep. me through maybe. Yeah. like at home birth or anything birth but absolutely yeah because there may be um women who are resonating or relating to your journey yeah. um absolutely so yeah if that is you reach out and I will put you in contact <laughs> thank you so much thank you. Bye.